0: Bob
1: Bernie Live Welcome to Bob Bernie Live. Thank you for joining me on this Monday afternoon. My telephone number is 877 Bob Live 8772625483. I welcome all of you and I welcome my engineer du jour Aaron Light. My uh, usual normal. Uh, I don't know how normal. Uh, Jeff got married over the weekend, as I mentioned to you on Friday. He and his new bride are uh, having a short honeymoon. Then they'll be back. But I am grateful for Aaron across the uh, glass. I just hope he remembers how to do this whole thing. Do you have any idea what buttons you're pushing over there? Do you have any clue, Aaron? I do. I do. I was going to go with jeff on his honeymoon to chaperone but they said you needed a chaperone more so i'm here well that's probably true that's probably true uh a quick program note uh top of the hour our friends from washington dc will be joining us i think we'll be doing that every day this week i believe i'm not sure but also At the top of the hour, you have seen the big red buses all over town, all over the state of Ohio, and in fact, now all over five states. Those big red buses on the side have LifeWise Academy, one of the most exciting programs I have seen in years that are touching thousands of students, primarily in public schools, It's an incredible thing, and uh, LifeWise Academy was founded by Joel Penton, Um, outstanding Ohio State defensive end, I believe that was his position, uh, played on three Big Ten championship teams. Anyway, Joel Penton, Lord willing, I always say that, as you know, I prefer live interviews. Uh, Joel will be joining us, Lord willing, at the top of the hour to share with us the vision that God gave him to begin LifeWise Academy and its absolutely explosive growth. And I mean explosive growth. So uh, Joel Penton will be uh, joining us at the top of the hour. Well, I couldn't believe that I actually found this story on one of our local TV news station websites. Listen to this headline. And by the way, you and I already knew this, but it was a secret. Well, it's still supposed to be a secret. Anyway, here's the headline. New report highlights possible political and racial discrimination in hiring practices of K-12 through 12 teachers. Now we're talking about public schools, of course. And it seems that public schools are not just looking for qualified teachers from an academic standpoint, personality standpoint. And by the way, personality is incredibly important. For a teacher. I think we all understand why. Well, they're going far beyond that to political and racial views. Now, some of you would probably say, well, we, 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 it, that's discrimination. Isn't that illegal? Well, yeah, if we knew about it. Where did this come from? A new report from a government watchdog alleges, quote, that there are surprising discriminatory practices for public school teachers around the U.S. The National Opportunity Project, a nonprofit organization dug into hiring practices in 74 individual school districts all across the country. The group's president, And founder Pat Hughes says it found multiple districts where ideal candidates had to have specific political views. Hmm. I thought that public school teachers were supposed to be chosen for their academic ability and whether they could actually teach. Well, they have to subscribe to specific political views. Here is a quote from the report. Teachers are potentially selected not for their abilities, but for their allegiance to certain political or social views. This report pulls the curtain back on what's been going on in the past couple of years in public education in K-12. through 12. And then they give some specifics. According to the report, Denver Public Schools wants to hire a teacher, quote, who will have an anti-racist mindset and work to dismantle systems of oppression and inequity. Now, it's worded that way to sound, well, good. Who Who isn't anti-racist? Because you folks are smarter than the average bear. You know that these are political operatives To push a woke agenda, to teach CRT, critical race theory, to teach that most white people are just naturally racist simply because of the color of their skin. All black people are oppressed and can't get along without government help. Yeah, that's Denver. Uh, Evanston, Illinois, a little closer to us than uh, Denver. The school district wants applicants to explain, and this is a quote from the uh, Evanston, Evanston, Illinois school district. Applicants need to explain how they will grow their, and again, I'm quoting, practice of leading teaching with a racial equity lens. Now, again, most of you see through that. The world of difference between equality and equity. In case you don't know, equality is about equal opportunity. Every person should be given equal opportunity regardless of their race, their religion, their ethnic background. They should be given equal opportunity. No one should receive a, um, a superior Opportunity or an inferior opportunity based on their race. Equal opportunity. And then the outcome is dependent upon the individual, which is the way it should be. Equity is quite different. Equity is not about equal opportunity. Equity is about equal outcome. And so you slant the system. You change the system. You change the requirements. You change the teaching so that everybody has an equal outcome. Well, anyone with a lick of common sense knows you cannot guarantee equal outcome unless you completely destroy the concept of equal opportunity. Different people have different capabilities. And not only that. Different people apply themselves in different ways. And the application and the ability obviously impacts the outcome. But with equity, we don't care about that. We have to change the entire system so that everyone has an equal outcome. Uh, It is wrong, it is evil, it is absolutely destructive. But according to this report, uh, looking at 74 school districts nationwide, teachers were chosen not for their academic ability or even their ability to teach, but their political activism, their political ideology. And by the way, the ideology is almost always slanted to the left. And you wonder why we are having so many problems in our public schools? That's certainly part of it. Alright, hang in there. We'll be right back. Here's a big uh, 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 whoops. Yeah, Tesla. Tesla evidently is a little bit of trouble. Whether, whether this is going to go anywhere legally or not, I don't know that anyone knows. But um, evidently, Tesla has been, uh, well, stretching the truth knowingly about how long their vehicles will go on a single charge. Yeah, at least that is the accusation from some consumer groups. Not only did they know that they were inflating the number of miles that a, uh, an individual could go on a full charge in a Tesla, they even programmed their computer to give you a false sense of security. Uh, evidently, one of the biggest fears that people have with an electric vehicle, and I would share it if I had one, is the fear of running out of electricity and being stranded somewhere. You know, you can't leave the car and uh, walk a half mile to the you know the next gas station, get a can of gas, and walk back. You can't do that. You have to get it somewhere where you can get it charged. And uh, I am not an anxious person by nature, but if I had an electric car, this is something I would be continually thinking about. Do I really have another 100 miles? Can I really trust that? Well, according to this consumer group and their accusation, Tesla, when they found out that their cars were not going nearly as far as they were telling their uh, owners, they uh, reprogrammed the computer so that when someone got a full charge, it would say, um, uh, you can go 378 miles on a full charge. And then the, uh, the meter, the gauge, telling you how many miles you had left, would go really, really, really slow. Like you could really go 378 miles. And then you'd get to about half capacity. I want to say half fuel. Half capacity of your of your battery. Then all of a sudden, it would start dropping like a rock. So you would know, you better get that baby in somewhere to charge it. And... Uh, Well, in fact, quote, a person familiar with the design of the software for in-dash readouts said that Tesla's range meter would show rosy projections for how far far a car could travel on a full battery. Then, once the battery fell to under 50% charge, the projection would switch to a realistic number so as to avoid actually leaving the drivers stranded with an empty battery. And here's where it really gets bad. Drivers who noticed the abrupt switch thought something was wrong with their cars and scheduled service appointments. And that's where Tesla's diversion team came in. Again, quoting, The team was reportedly tasked with identifying customers who had scheduled appointments based on the misleading range estimates. From there, they were to tell those customers there was really nothing with their cars and they should just cancel their appointments without ever telling them what the actual issue had been. So they had a diversion team that tried to convince people, no, there's nothing really wrong with your car. Uh, So, uh, this is, I am certain, is going to end up in some lawsuits. Uh, Can this consumer group actually prove that Tesla was intentionally misleading people? Well, I don't know. Uh, But anyway, this is uh, probably going to end up in the courts, and uh, who knows how it's going to turn out. I... um, I, in the last week, well, in last week, not the, well, yeah, last week, I read at least eight to ten articles about the shortcomings of electric vehicles. Number one, most of them do not go as far as they tell you they will go when you buy it. Secondly... When all of the costs are considered, most people do not save any money at all by buying an electric car and not having to buy gasoline or diesel or, or whatever. And then third, the whole thing that electric vehicles are going to save the planet is a complete hoax. This could change. There are some incredible Technologies right on the horizon, particularly with solid state batteries. But right now, because of the materials that are required to make the lithium batteries, when you take into consideration the mining process, the environmental impact of the mining process, add to that what it takes to generate the electricity uh, to charge the cars, there is no environmental advantage to electric cars at all. And in fact, and again, these are some sources, if you take everything into account, electric vehicles may actually be worse for the environment than fossil fuels. Vehicles, but that's not woke. Uh, This battle is going to really, really heat up in the next couple of years. We'll see. All right, when we come back, we'll be joined by our friends in Washington D.C. and, Lord willing, Joel Pinton and LifeWise Academy.